0: Chapter twenty two of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three. This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part three, by Francois Rene de Chateaubriand, chapter twenty two. London from April till September eighteen twenty two. My occupations in the country, death of my brother misfortunes of my family two Frances, letters from angon i began to recover strength the rides which i took in some degree restored me to health the scenery of england seen thus in detail was pleasing but rather melancholy in character everywhere the same objects the same views monsieur de combourg was invited to all parties it was to study that i owed the first alleviation of my lot cicero was right in recommending literature as a resource to the mind in the sorrows of life the ladies were delighted to meet a frenchman that they might have an opportunity of speaking french the misfortunes of my family which i learned from the newspapers and which were the cause of discovering my real name for i could not conceal my grief increased the interest taken in me by the society in which i moved the public prince announced the death of m de marzerbe that of his daughter the president de rosambeau's wife that of his granddaughter the countess de chateaubriand and of her husband my brother sacrificed together on the same scaffold on the same day and at the same hour m de mazerbe was an object of admiration and veneration to the english my family connection with this champion of louis the sixteenth increased the good will of my host towards me my uncle de bedet sent me accounts of the persecution experienced by the other members of my family my aged and incomparable mother had been thrown into a cart in company with other victims and carried from her retreat in brittany to the gaols of paris to share the fate of the son she had so deeply loved my wife and my sister Lucile were awaiting their sentence in the dungeons of rennes it had been proposed to imprison them in the chateau of combourg now turned into a state prison their innocence was charged with the crime of my emigration what were our sufferings in a foreign land when compared with those of our countrymen who had remained in their own country and yet what an additional misery amidst the other hardships of exile to know that that very exile has been made a pretext for the persecution of those dear to us. Two years ago my sister-in-law's wedding ring was found in the gutter of the Rue Cassette and brought to me. It was broken, but the two hoops hung twisted together. The names engraved on them were still perfectly legible. How had this ring again come to light? Where and when had it been lost? Had the victim, imprisoned in the Luxembourg, passed along the Rue Cassette on her way to execution? Had she let the ring fall from the cart? or had it been taken from her lifeless finger after her death i was deeply affected at the sight of this broken ring with its still legible inscription it brought vividly to my mind the recollection of so cruel a fate something mysterious and fatal seemed attached to this ring sent as it were from the habitations of the dead in memory of her and of my brother i gave it to her son may it not bring misfortune on him chere image de ta mere au ciel pour je demande ici bas retranchers ton pere et les enfants que ton n'a pas this and two or three other bad stanzas were the only wedding present which i was able to make to my nephew when he married one other monument of these misfortunes is in my possession i give the letter written to me by m de contensin who in searching among the archives of paris found the order of the revolutionary tribunal which sent my brother and his family to the scaffold m le vicomte there is a sort of cruelty in reviving in a mind which has suffered deeply the recollection of the misfortunes which have so painfully affected it this feeling made me hesitate for some time to offer you a very melancholy document which came into my hands during my historical researches it is a death-warrant signed before his own decease by a man who always showed himself as implacable as death itself towards any in whom he found rank and virtue united I hope you will not be displeased with me for adding to your family archives a document reviving such painful images i supposed it would have an interest in your eyes because it had value in mine and it immediately occurred to me to offer it to you if i have not been indiscreet i shall be doubly happy inasmuch as this step affords me an opportunity of expressing the sentiments of profound respect and sincere admiration with which you have long inspired me and with which i am your very humble and obedient servant a de hotel de la prefecture de la seine paris march twenty third eighteen thirty five i replied as follows sir i had caused search to be made in the sainte chapelle for the documents relating to the trial of my unfortunate brother and of his wife but the order which you have had the kindness to send me was not found among them this order and many others with their erasures and their ill-written names must surely have been presented to fouquier at the supreme tribunal he would know the signature well and yet these are the times looked back upon in the present day with regret and praise to the skies and volumes of eulogium for myself i envy my brother it has been his fortune to be long since set free from this miserable world i thank you sincerely for the sentiments you express in your good and noble letter and beg you to be assured of the high esteem with which i am etc etc this death warrant is especially remarkable for the evidence it affords of the levity with which murders were committed some names are wrong spelled others are effaced but these defects in form which would in justice have sufficed to annul the simplest sentence arrested not the bloody executioners they were only careful to attend to the precise hour of death at five o'clock precisely i give a faithful copy of the authentic document executioners of criminal sentences revolutionary tribunal the execution of criminal sentences will not fail to go to the prison of the conciergerie there to put into execution the sentence which condemns Musée, d'Epremesnil chapelier toure l lamoignon malesherbes the woman le pelletier chateaubriand and his wife the proper name is effaced and illegible the widow du chatelet the wife of grammont formerly duke the woman rochechouart and parmentier fourteen to the punishment of death the execution will take place to-day at five o'clock precisely on the place de la revolution in this town the public prosecutor h q Fouquier given at the tribunal the third floreal in the second year of the republic two conveyances the ninth of thermidor saved my mother's life but she was forgotten at the conciergerie the commissary of the convention found her there what are you doing here Citoyenne? said he who are you why do you remain here my mother replied that having lost her son she cared not what was passing beyond her prison walls and that it was matter of indifference to her whether she died in the prison or elsewhere but perhaps you have other children replied the commissary my mother named my wife and sisters confined in the dungeons of rennes an order for their liberation was sent off and my mother was sent out of the prison a great omission has been made in every history of the revolution side by side with the delineation of interior france should have been traced one of exterior france a picture of that great colony of exiles varying its industry and its sufferings with the diversities of climate and the differences of national manners without france all was effected by individual effort state changes obscure afflictions silent unrewarded sacrifices and one fixed idea preserved in the minds of this variety of individuals of every rank age and sex old france wandering on the face of the earth with its prejudices and its faithful adherents as in ancient times the church of god with its virtues and its martyrs within france all was effected by the efforts of the masses Barre announcing murders and conquests civil wars and foreign wars the gigantic combats in la vende and on the banks of the rhine thrones crumbling at the tread of our armies our fleets engulfed in the waves the people disinterring the monarchs at st denis and blinding living beings with the dusts of their dead predecessors new france glorying in her fresh liberty proud even of her crimes firm on her own territory although enlarging her boundaries doubly armed with the executioner's axe and the soldier's sword amidst my grief for the misfortunes of my own family i received letters from my friend Angon, which at least reassured me on the subject of his fate the letters were very remarkable ones he wrote in the month of september seventeen ninety five your letter of the twenty third of august is full of the most touching sensibility i have shown it to several persons whose eyes filled with tears on reading it i was almost tempted to say to them what diderot said on the day when j j rousseau came to weep in his prison at vincent see how my friends love me my illness was in reality only one of those nervous fevers which give one a great deal of suffering and for which time and patience are the best remedies during my illness i read extracts from the phaedo and timaeus these books give one a desire to die and i said like cato it must be so plato thou reasonest well i pictured to myself my journey to the shades as one would imagine a journey to the indies i thought i should see many new objects in the world of spirits as swedenborg calls it and above all should be exempt from the fatigues and dangers of travel. End of chapter 22